Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On today's show, we pick a bottom half 11. We've got some top four aspirations and we've got some money men meandering with FFP. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. This is episode 81. 81 down, 447 to go until we finish forever. Yeah? Until we finish forever. We'll now, see how 2020 finishes out first, right? I am, I am optimistic, if anything else. Okay. <laughs> um, before we start, I would like just to remind all of the good people back home that there are 63 days until a very important event. Now, would any of you two care to guess what that event is? 63 days. That brings us on to, I believe, the 15th of September. What happens on the 15th of September? Uh, Not a Scooby. Transfer window opens? So both of you struck out here. Well, I'll just remind you what happens on the 15th of September. Now, this happens every single year. Oh, and shit. realistically, we should be celebrating it like it is possibly the biggest event of the year. They say Christmas is overrated. Well, this day is underrated, if you ask me. Okay. It is, of course, the birthday of a man who, in his career, was the best young player at the FIFA World Cup in the 1962 he was the top scorer, Golden Boot, in the 1962 FIFA World Cup. He was in the all-star team of the World Cup in 1966, team of the tournament in the, Euro, the, uh, the UEFA Euro, European Championship 1964, the top scorer at the European Cup in 1966. I feel like I need to help Woods out here because you still, you still flummox? He was the Ballon d'Or in there the 1967. <laughs> I am assuming that someone, when... When so obviously on this our items this week we're I'm jumping ahead a bit but we're obviously going to pick our 
best 11 from the bottom half teams. I'm assuming that someone stumbled through their notes at some point putting this together. Uh, I, me and Lee listened to a really old episode the other day. I did. It came up, yeah. Was just, okay. It was the uh, A to Z of the uh, of Oh, the A to Z of football, yes. And then I finally went back and watched his YouTube highlights. Man, what a player. Can you remember, like, every player he had was just some Hungarian from the 50s. It, yes, because he had, like, about four different names. <laughs> Florian Elbert, mate. There's what, one Hungarian. What, what Hungarian team did they play for again? Ferenc Varos. <laughs> Ferenc Varos. <laughs> Why did we not pick up on this when he did it? He was Varos. I think we were just how... so flabbergasted. That's why this guy had been pulled out of his ass. I mean... Amazing. It's still a crime. It's still a crime to this day. Who I'm did still we go with? About it. I'm guessing this is A. Danny Alves. Uh, has won the most trophies though, right? Mm, mm, mm. Not Ballon d'Or though, is he? Um, right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Exactly the same argument as before. Exactly. Mr. Lee Collard, how, you, how have you been? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Um, I've had a week of football with me. so Getting, uh, Talking to the microphone. You're talking mate, I'm miles I'm literally away. an inch away from it. Mm. You know, social distancing, come on, think about it. You do have a rotten cold as well, to be fair. <laughs> rotten cold is a bit of an exaggeration. I've, I've got the sniffles. I've got a bit of a snotty nose. You've not got the so COVID, you, have you? Uh, well, that's not one of the symptoms, is it? See? Hey, there's like a million symptoms. One of the symptoms <laughs> is, is increased acid reflux, and I've been dying with that for the last week. So for so all I know, me. I could have COVID. Who the fuck knows anymore? Um, Mr. Woods, how are you? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday evening not great um sunday watching the formula one got worse sunday watching leicester got worse then progressed to get much better and by the time at full time yesterday my mood was all right my mood was horrible he was furious last night. i was shocked i won't lie mate I, I i watched some of it and it was complete control and then Pogba went no, off the pitch yeah exactly Pogba went off and then it, we just conceded everything I think it's a bit harsh on Southampton because they did think they, they opened yeah. up the game Look, very well they the second that Pogba went off Southampton were like you know what they're sitting we're, we're back in this and it's we're back in this now it just shows how important Paul Pogba is to Bruno Fernandes Fernandes is obviously getting those headline numbers and that's fine because he, he's doing extremely well but Paul Pogba is the glue Anyway, I will say that Fernandez was doing this before lockdown, uh, but Pogba wasn't in the team. And no, was, okay, okay. You know, but I, I still stand by my point. together about still, three times. <laughs> I still stand by my point. Um, I thought that uh, it was highlighted when you not played Tottenham, mate, because you were garbage until Pogba walked on the pitch. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I do agree with that assessment. But um, yeah, it, it's. Um, I think Fernandez is uh, a little bit burnt out as well, to be honest with you. It's a chance. I mean, I think United have played the same starting eleven since it worked against Spurs. For four games in a row, first time since 1993, if I'm correct. And in, in a regular season, where you're not playing three times a week, that would probably be fine. Um, yeah. it, it just might have been just one too far. Uh, you know, ultimately, it took a... a I'm not going to say a freak goal, but a, it should have been defended better. No two ways about it. Well, look, we'll get on to the top four uh, in a bit, um, but I'd like to open up with uh, probably the biggest news of the week. The biggest news probably for some time is the um, <laughs> Man City's lawyers being incredible or whatever they've done here. They have managed to escape the wrath of FFP. They are not banned for two years in the Champions League. They are free to carry on. They got fined, what, 10 million? It was 10 million for not kind of complying with supporting the investigation. I think the initial investigation is what they got fined for. Now, um, 
before we start, obviously we were chatting about this before the show, and Lee said that he didn't care. As in, yeah, I don't really care about FFP. It doesn't seem to be, I don't know, as important to me as it is to Mr. Woods over there, who <laughs> whose knowledge on the subject, to be fair, is fucking... You're well, you're, you're well on top, aren't you? Well, there's, there's two ways of viewing this situation, right? Because there's no doubt the biggest winners yesterday were, were Manchester City because... Um, there was no risk of of, of Guardiola going. I don't think he had any intention of, of leaving. Uh, would it have made it difficult signing players? I don't believe so. I think that players uh, go to Man City still regardless. What it does change um, is probably how how the calibre of player that it can attract. But the winners over the Man City really are clubs with aspirations trying to break into that upper epsilon and this is why I say you should care about it Lee is because whilst um, Tottenham and Arsenal are somewhat on a bit of a decline at the moment um, not necessarily got sugar daddies to finance it Everton are the complete opposite and ultimately FFP was a handbrake to prevent you from spending what your wealthy benefactor wants to to improve the squad Um, and if it is indeed to be taken that yesterday was the death now of FFP that gives Everton the opportunity to to spend what they want to break into that top six and even you know bearing in mind how dreadful the top four race has been even have aspirations to get that European place more so Newcastle's owners will now be itching to get this done because now they've got you know blank ticket uh, blank checks to write and go who sign whoever they want um, but that's if you interpret as to what happened yesterday the death of FFP and FFP, we've t- t- talked about this before, um, FFP as it's currently written is meant to um, prevent clubs going bust. That's the reason it's there. It's not actually meant to have been uh, a, a capping in a way of preventing clubs breaking into the top, the elite, but that's ultimately how it's ended up being because of the way it's written. It's an imperfect rule or law um, for a sport which basically is dominated by the elite clubs. The elite clubs wanted it including Chelsea Football Club. They wanted it as well because they wanted to kind of stop the party, um, preventing another Man City coming to the table. I think that Man City coming in was what really um, spooked the the club into to life on this one. But in reality, it's bullshit in terms of keeping um, sporting competition. You know, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't work. It it ultimately allows the wealthiest clubs to remain the wealthiest clubs and prevents those that want to break into that, that elite club from doing so. But that's if you interpret what happened yesterday as FFP dying. I don't believe that's what happened yesterday. Um, Gary Neville, I think, said it best in February. He said that that would get overturned. He said the reason being is because UEFA I just can't... They, I mean, they're just trash. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, and the reasons why that got overturned yesterday is because... The emails that were used as evidence to the fact that Man City were cooking the books were, I believe, from beyond the five-year window for which UEFA can investigate, which meant that they're guilty, but they're guilty outside of sort of the window for which they can be punished, if that makes sense. Um, So in a way... What happened yesterday was that 
just because UEFA didn't do their investigation in time is why they got away. And the same thing happened with Paris. I think Paris managed to escape punishment because UEFA bungled that one. It, it happens constantly. Now, the, the fact that Paris managed to kind of circumvent it, they, they've always been a bit cosy with the French teams, you know? There's always been a French feel to UEFA, and I think Platini was there at the time. But what it may well happen is that it may well kick UEFA into into life and try and I don't know if they need to rewrite it but just enforce it better or will they make an example out of an up and coming team well that's I, th- it. I think them going in and you know throwing down the ban hammer on PSG or Man City is one thing but going along and just kind of uh, sorry Everton you know what I mean that's, that's the far more realistic in yeah. my view anyway it's going to be interesting because a lot of people have been you know, like I said, been been writing that 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 was the end of FFP. I I don't necessarily interpret it that way at all. Um, I just think that Man City found a way, a loophole through the uh, evidence that they had, so they could avoid the punishment. I do kind of picture with um, with with Man City and their lawyers. I do I do picture them as Mr. Burns's lawyers. You know what I mean, coming <laughs> yeah. out the high priced lawyers, and it's just like you know. Oh, oh no, we're if not they, going to beat if them. If they were going to find a loophole, City's lawyers were going to find a loophole in it. And I, I genuinely believe that. I see a lot of City fans and they're, they're gloating about it, innocent. And all I would say is that in a court of law, OJ Simpson was also found innocent. Just because you're found innocent doesn't mean, you know, you have innocence. They definitely broke those rules. It happens to have been further away. So when Guardiola talks about his team not breaking those rules. I kind of agree. I don't believe necessarily that the club right now are breaking FFP rules. I do think, however, on the way up, um, pre-Guardiola, that they were bending those rules to make things happen. And that's that's where those emails come in. I think it's, Ga- it's Gary Cook, isn't it, who was a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, but, but the thing with that is, though, is like I, I get the reasoning that the current team isn't responsible, but the current team is a direct result of what happened Absolutely. Absolutely. So they should... They, they, it's the, uh, look, we've discovered this for, the, for many years now. Football clubs are businesses. Players are assets, and that is all. Uh, mm-hmm. Managers even are assets, and that is all. Well, um, yeah. They are there to be chopped and changed and stripped and sold as and when the owners see fit. So for me, like, oh... we. Guardiola can say, oh, I wasn't me, it wasn't my players. Well, you are Manchester City. You are one entity, and realistically, they should pay. As harsh as it is, they, that club should pay for this. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Like, ultimately, what happened was when they wrote the legislation, they put that five-year rule in. I can't help but feel to protect the clubs that were um, busy being involved in those rules being written be it probably Chelsea Football Club, that they didn't want to basically write a rule that effectively was going to get themselves in trouble. Um, that's just me speaking aloud. I don't know. Um, look, <laughs> there's, there's some very interesting words that are coming out from, obviously, opposition managers. I think Klopp said something quite interesting along the lines that he's happy they're playing European football because it means they've got the extra games, but uh, I don't think it was a good day for football yesterday. It says a lot about how he feels about it. They're going to be one of the bigger losers from this. Because um, FSG, who obviously run a pretty um, good ship at Liverpool since they come in, um, and ultimately being arguably the kings of balance in the books, via whatever I mean, ultimately anyone could balance the books when you're shifting um, Philippe Coutinho for 140 million pounds, which that that transfer should be investigated. 
<laughs> but that's getting off topic a bit. But ultimately, their, their interest, and this is the Americans in general, the Americans' interest tends to be that there's a level playing field in a way. You know, you, it caps everyone, so you can't have a state-owned team come in and just fuck the whole industry up, right? And that's, that's what attracted FSG. Um, and now they're going to look at it and go, are we still interested in this project? Because Man City go out and spend 200 million this summer. Liverpool aren't spending the sausage meat. You know? And Liverpool, you know, they've now had success. They have. But maintaining success takes money. City has shown that um, in recent years. And I think Chelsea have shown that as well over the last two decades. Um, standing still is fine. And I think Liverpool aren't going to be necessarily going to fall off a cliff here because they've got a team of players who are in that peak. But eventually that's going to have to be addressed. Um, and if it doesn't, you end up in where Tottenham are, which is you've got an ageing squad that are just completely finished and no money to correct it. So how 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 much are you looking forward to uh, Mourinho becoming the uh, Liverpool manager in a few years' time? 2024, Klopp's out, right? He's going to go and manage... He's going to go manage the German national team. Exactly. And so then prime for Mourinho, no? Um, I feel, you know what? He's always, <laughs> He always wanted the United job, but the Liverpool job, I think, has been one that's interested him as well for quite a while. And I think there was actually a, an, an opportunity for that to happen once upon a time. Um it's going to be Doesn't really have too much history, though. With there him. is a little bit, there is a little bit, but and that prob- and also I don't feel he fits necessarily in with the club's mo- like much like he didn't fit in with Barcelona's club morals. Although yeah, um, he he doesn't quite fit in with that. Um, Speaking of Barcelona, have you heard what they've been doing today? No. So the reports were coming in, and I may have been hoaxed horribly. Uh, that they have agreed a 70 million euro fee for Lautaro Martinez. Oh, really? And now they have to go and find 70 million euros. <laughs> I can't believe Inter Milan have accepted that, but well, fair enough. If, that, if, if it's that, true. that was the strong, strong Well, Barcelona have obviously, I mean, as far as badly run clubs in FFP are, um, Barcelona are the top of that list because they've spent a fortune on garbage players, giving garbage salaries to garbage players, and now are in a position where they're having to effectively sell off their, their future to balance the books by bringing in Pjanic. Um, but just kind of getting back to, you know, the, the, the winners and losers out of yesterday, I just want to kind of quickly go off. Um, City winners. I think PSG and Chelsea winners as well. Um, as I said, I think Newcastle and Everton. I could, you could even throw in a, in a Wolves arguably into that because they've obviously got wealthy Chinese benefactors. Basically, any wealthy individual that wants to get into football and throw money at a situation to improve that football club and potentially compete for the biggest honours now has an opportunity to. The biggest losers yesterday, I think the continent football clubs, I'm looking at Bayern Munich, I'm looking at Juventus, I'm looking at Real Madrid and Barcelona. They were the big losers. I'm not putting Man United in there because they make so much fucking money that they can outspend City still. The um, but how are Everton and Wolves those types of teams potentially winners? Even if they only passed the rules because of a technicality, and if they would, you would you would have to think well, that if Everton or Wolves tried this now, they would be quite out for it. Well, this is it, right? It all depends how you interpret what happened yesterday, and if the interpretation is that FFP is there's ways around it. Wealthy people will find ways around it. I, again, it goes back to, I don't know if it's dead or alive. It needs, it's always needed looking at. It's always needed sorting. But I'm, I'm arguing on the case that yesterday was a big win for 
uh, for City and the smaller clubs that want to break into the elite. The big losers, though, I, I all go back to it, uh, Liverpool. And, and I think Arsenal and, and Tottenham because they've got two owners that have no interest in spending um, and they're going to find it difficult if the other clubs that are trying to get into those spaces. So looking at it now, what, Arsenal are ninth? Tottenham are eighth, are they? Yeah, that's correct. There's some way off where they want to be, which is breaking that top six. There's an opportunity for those clubs that are around them. You know, like I said, going back to Wolves, Wolves are in an incredible position, and we'll get to them in a bit because they might well be playing Champions League football next year. Very quickly, before we do move on, so this is from an Everton perspective, it doesn't really fucking matter because we never spend our money well anyway. So we're never going to be competing. We're never going to be, don't know, scaring the elite. So we, it's we, going we, to be interesting, matter. right? Because I think. One of the problems Everton has had, obviously, is attracting the players that they want. They, they've certainly made mistakes and they need to correct it because your squad that lined up and got battered at the weekend was like an incredible amount of money. Um, and it just goes to... 260, I think. Yeah, it's just bad investment after bad investment. Um, and yet, that- with all that investment, Tom Davies is the man that starts for them. Yeah. I mean, How Ange- bad was he at the weekend, Lee? Oh, Tom Davies, he was awful, mate. Truly, truly awful. Like simple passing, he couldn't even complete. Him and Gomez in the middle of the park. Just oh, there's two statues there. It was awful. Let's well, be talking about let, it. Let, let's move. Let's move on to the the top four race. Now, yes. as Woods uh, kind of <laughs> alluded to in the intro, there's been a few weird results that have happened. A bit of a strange old time regarding the top four. Now, there's what three games left. Three games. And, um, yeah. We need to figure out because look, we are we are a fine, a fine punditry outfit, and it would be it would be, it wouldn't be right if we were to sit here and just go that happened, that happened, that happened. Occasionally, we have to put our necks on the line, yeah, our reputations at stake. Which I'll remind the pair of you, I do often, yeah. <laughs> we all do, Mikey. We, I, no, hang on, me and you do. This guy, oh, over Captain here. Fence Sitter over there, mate. Exactly. Never going to put his nuts on the line, mate. No way. Well, yeah, well, this is the thing. I think he might be about to. Because now what Lee has done, what Lee has managed to do, which I'm going to introduce him now, of all the grandiose I can muster, <laughs> is that Lee has offered to give us the hour of maths. Or, or I'm doing a woods, you know, I'm just, you know, coming up with all these scenarios and the way it's all going to pan out and then who's going to sign who at the end of the season as a consequence of these three results, you know, that sort of scenario. But you're going to give me some maths. You're going to give me some probabilities, well, yeah. some percentages, some points, some some maths. You've worked this out. You've buried your little brain away to figure out the future. To be um, fair, it wasn't too hard because it's only three games, isn't it? It makes it quite quite easy if you just go along with what you think is going to happen. Well, we know. I mean, Woods, you've been fairly clear on what you think is going to happen, right? Chelsea, Man United. I, I, yeah, I think Man United are still finishing third. Um, and I think Chelsea will just about C4. I, I, I felt that for a while. The, the only club I worry about is actually Chelsea, to be honest. They're the one that I'm like, Ugh. I, 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 even after last night's result, I couldn't give a shit. May not have finished in third. I, I just think that they are, it was a blip. Do, would you, do you want to hear what I've got then? Go on. I, go on. Yeah, let's hear it. So Chelsea are currently on 60 points and I've got them down for 63 to 64 points. As in, I expect you to beat Norwich. Right. I think you take a point between either Liverpool or Wolves, and, that, and that's your lot. That's what I think happens. I okay. think it's going to be... I mean, I know, obviously, I don't want, I'm not doing this as a... No, 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 it's fine. That's, that's fine. Yeah, it's I mean, your, it's your, it's your it, maths. It, 
<laughs> I mean, Chelsea did spank Wolves 5-2 earlier this season, but no, your maths. But the, the thing is, though, it's the last game of the season, isn't it? Is, it? it all it rides is. on that game. It'll it be does, a big, yeah. big game. Um, it depends on what, also what team Liverpool puts out and how they want to play. The one thing I'll say about the Liverpool game, they picked the trophy up at full time. So I, I'm like writing that fucking game off me. If there's a game that they're going to want to show out, it's that one. Um, if Chelsea get four points and the draw is against Wolves, it's enough. Okay, but hang on, because I've got here Wolves to be either between 62 and 64 points based on the fact that they win all three games or they win two and draw against Chelsea. Now, obviously, if it's the latter... Who, what, are the, the, what are the Wolves fixtures? Wolves do have Burnley away, Palace at home, and then Chelsea away. I wouldn't be looking at that Burnley game going like, that's a gimme, mate. I know, I know. But this is how I'm going with So it. Wolves are currently five points behind Chelsea. That's correct. So Wolves are on 55... Chelsea are on 60. So if Chelsea... And obviously, the crucial thing is that they play each other. So that's, that's, where, that's where you make up the, the yeah. difference. And with... Obviously, you expect Chelsea I'm, I'm to just win gonna, tonight. So I'm just going to tell you, yeah, because if, if, if Chelsea win tonight, which if they don't, by the way, it's finished. And they don't deserve it anyway. To be honest, I'm at the point where UEFA should step in and go, enough, only two of you are going in. <laughs> Because it's fucking dreadful. Like, last year was bad. Do you remember how bad last year was? Because Chelsea basically managed to back into the Champions League because everyone else just fell apart. Um, if, if Chelsea lose tonight, UEFA should step in and say, that's enough, guys. Um, Liverpool and Man City, the rest of you can just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Go on. I'll carry on. Um, yeah, so obviously we've got Leicester in the running as well. Um, Tough run. They're, they're, they're iffy. They're iffy at the moment. They're not convincing. Um, they've got Sheffield United at home, Spurs away, and then United at home. I don't. United, they're, they're the United hard ones to call. They're the hard. I've got them down. They could have anything from like two to three draws, one win, a draw, one win, two losses. You know, it's that sort of scenario with them. Um, so I've got I've got them basically finishing um, between sixty one and sixty four points. I think Wolves are going to pip them, and then goal difference does come into it as well. Um, Chelsea are a plus. Plus fourteen and Wolves are plus eleven. Oof, fucking hell, that's so, close, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus, that, that is tight. <laughs> Leicester, to be fair, they do have the best one out of the out of the lot of you. You've got twenty nine plus twenty nine. It helps that they gave Southampton a hiding back in what September. Yeah, well, they just took a beating, though, didn't they? They did. They did. I, I think that. Look, I, what have you said about United? Because I, I think that they've got a better... United, United I've got... They're, they're third. Yeah. They're third. I've, I've expect them to pick up at least seven points. I think Leicester are done. Um, I think Leicester are done because I think Mourinho won't lose them either. I think that they won't win. I think they, they might win their next game out. But Sheffield United are turning up now. Um, I think they'll find that tough. I think they'll find it tough to win any of their last three fixtures with uh, what happened at Bournemouth. I think that will, will affect them. A lot rides on what happens with Chelsea tonight because... Like I say, if they don't win that, I think they're finished. And I think then it will, will start to fall into uh, Wolves' hands a bit. Um, well, Wolves could win their next two games. It's all down to the last game. Um, and I remember whew, 17 years ago, Chelsea had a situation at Stamford Bridge where win or draw and they were in. And they did that against Liverpool. And I'd still back Which Chelsea. Is like Gronkia or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That's big Gronkia, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Zola put a highlight reel on uh, Carragher that day. Um, it's, it's no doubt it's not going to be easy for Chelsea I mean the mad thing is is that with everything that's going on Chelsea probably should already be there they, they've made such a ham sandwich of this running it's ridiculous but 
Um, my understanding is, looking at it, if Chelsea beat Norwich tonight um, and lose to Liverpool, will be... Uh, what do you say, 63 points? You'll be on 63 points. And say Wolves win their two games, they will be on 61. Which then puts it down to that final Which it d- then, And then it's draw or win Chelsea are in and Wolves obviously having to come and win. That's the difference. No. Yes. Did, didn't you just say that, didn't we just say that, oh no, yeah, so Wolves will be on 61 and then, yeah, 63, yeah. So that's, that's the key thing. So if Chelsea win tonight, it does mean that Wolves have to run the table. I do love that the last kind of two games of the like the last round of the season is going to be incredibly interesting. United, Leicester, Wolves, Chelsea. Phenomenal. I mean, the way the fixtures are played out as well. Um, I, the, last night's draw meant that United were going to have to play Leicester. I've, I've had this inkling for a while that we're going to get fucked because United don't have to basically play Leicester on the last day, if you know what I mean. That United will be safe. And Leicester will turn up there with the impetus to do something. And that will impact how that game goes. But I think with the results as they went this weekend, I I, I think that United will probably still be playing football at that point. It was going to be Tarrant, no doubt. Um, If if I was a betting man, I would get down and put some money on Wolves right now. I really would. Because I think that's where the money is. For the last couple of weeks, I think think they've been there. Arsenal beating them was a massive plus for Chelsea. You can't underrate how important that is, especially when you look at it now, because they would be right there with it if it wasn't for that result. Yeah. Is that the segment over? What, what are you looking know. at, Mikey? Do you reckon it'll be United and What's Chelsea? Course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean, you were furious last night, weren't you? But you know, realistically. Look, looking at it, looking at it, looking at it in the cold light of day. Um, look, I was very disappointed. Not necessarily because of the result, because I knew it would be a hard game anyway, because Southampton are what they've been described as the fittest team in the league. We never do well against the press. We haven't done well against the press for a long, long time. Uh, Going back to the Ferguson years, like we've we've always been bad against the press. Um, So I I was under no illusions it would be a difficult game. What I was I was annoyed at the manner of the I was annoyed at the manner of it. That's what that's what aggravated me. Now, if you'd have said to me before um, or before you know lock football restarted that we would draw with Spurs, win the rest and draw with um, Southampton. You know, that's absolutely fine. We're play- these team, The players are playing in an inordinate amount of games in a very weird, weird setting. You can't expect them to be absolutely on it the entire time. I think it's completely unreasonable to think a team would go through um, this restart and be perfect. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just football isn't like that. Um, I thought we played well in flashes. Um, but yeah, I do think that... Uh, I love the fact that we played an unchanged team, but it does kind of highlight how shite our, not shite, but how underprepared our, our, our squad players can be sometimes when we, re- when we rely on them, even though we relied on them for a lot of the first half of the season. Um, I think we were unlucky as well. I, think, I don't think Brandon, Brandon Williams getting smashed up and us having, to, us having to have 10 men um, with all the momentum going Southampton's way really helped at all. I thought Agarlo should have come on at some point to hold the ball up. Dan James is basically a, a, he's just a floating invisible shirt at the moment. His season is deteriorating. Um, he doesn't it? offer anything whatsoever. It's concerning and I think a bit. Would have been a better. Would have been a, a shell better. right now. It, it shouldn't also be forgotten. Um, Oreo Romeo shouldn't have been on the pitch. No, he shouldn't. The, the, the it was a horrendous tackle. 
Um, I've watched it several times since then. I've watched stills of it. I've watched it in slow motion. I've watched it in real time. The guys are an absolute disgrace, and it should be. Should, they, this needs to be a retrospective banning here. I don't really understand how. VAR looked at him when uh, anything other than a red card. I'm going to get on to VAR later on. Right? Okay. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's insane to me that that... And then Letizia, I mean, he was very rose-tinted in the studio, I thought, last night. Who? Like, Matt Letizia. Who's that? Because <laughs> oh, I remember there used to be a guy that played for Southampton called Leg God uh, back in the day, and he was excellent, and I loved him growing up. He scored the last ever goal at the Dell in a he win did. against yeah. against Arsenal. Very fitting, I thought. There's a player, bit of a maverick, scored great goals. Recently, that guy disappeared, and he's and, and in his place turned a complete utter fucking wanker. So, oh, isn't he just? Yeah, Matisse can do one, mate. Yeah, I so I, he was never my hero. Look, Matisse was never my hero, but like. As a kid, watching a player just basically doing all of that on a football pitch, it was something else. But fucking hell. These lot don't fucking help themselves, do they? Jesus. Anyway. Um, anyway. 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 Uh, no, I, you're going Wolves, are you? No, I'm, I'm going... No, Lee, I'm going, Lee's going Wolves. So I, I, think, it's, I think it's United... Maybe, maybe there is an element, a tiny bit of element of, like, you know, whomminess. No, 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 it's fine. I, but I, I can appreciate also it. Also, because I can realistically see it happen as they well. They could win all three games. Put it this way, you know, like you said, the, the, the game tonight against Burnley is a big game. I think they think they get that one out of the way, then that yeah, gives them the boost Bur- to go into Burnley, the final two. Burnley should have beaten Liverpool for what it's worth. They had a chance. And we discussed as well before, as well, didn't we? With Burnley's shut out, you know, they've got the most clean sheets this yeah. season. You know, and it's it, Wolves aren't firing. I mean, we, we, we made them look good because we're Everton, we're shit. But you know, prior to the Everton game. <laughs> They haven't been banging no, in the front. They, they, they obviously do have a very effective one trick, which is try Orion after 60 to 70 minutes, hit the, hit the byline, whip it back post, and hope that. Oh, not Him hope, because it's going to be there in Yemen. It's going to be at the back post, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? No, I, 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 think, I think United Chelsea still. For, for me. Um, it's not unrealistic to think. I think. I think what we can all agree is that Leicester are looking. Not what should have been their position is oh, now done. They picked up two done. points since since football came back. Two. <laughs> That's, awful. That's awful. It's genuinely awful. Genuinely awful. I mean, we've oh, what, what is it? Even we, Everton we, have got more points. Man United have turned around something like a fourteen to sixteen point swing, something yeah. mad like that. Yeah, uh, we were closer to the bottom three than 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 third, uh, like in January or something stupid like that. Oh Madness. yeah, United have been on a tear, um, which is why I'm a little bit annoyed that people are kind of looking at last night's result going I told you they're not very good in this that and the other and I'm like mm. I feel that focusing on that one singular event in the 96th minute takes away from the fact that United are 18 un- undefeated in the league and they have yeah like, we're, we're fine we're fine I mean Absolutely. no no there's also that other ridiculous stat wasn't there with United um, when they've gone and led at half time at uh, Old Trafford yeah. they, they, they don't lose and, like, 290 in, games like, was it or something yeah like, mental like decades yeah. Hey, we're good now. Look, we're breaking. We're breaking. You know, think, you know, we went through that Moyes period where we kept breaking all them horrible records. Oh yes. Well, now we're breaking <laughs> good <laughs> records again. You know, where we're, we're doing it with Jose as well. Mate. Hey, we're just, we just kept our oh, first team to lose by fucking this by whatever. This first like, team oh. to lose to Burnley. Do you know what I mean? And now, and now, you know, we, we, we're the first team to record what th- three or four straight. It was games four three, three goal three victories, goals? wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That if you'd have told me that in fucking September, I'd have said what. What team are you looking at, bruv? Maybe so, those front three and the two behind me, they've, they've got some genuine quality, like genuine quality going yeah. forward. It's, I'm still not convinced with the makeup of the defence. But um, 
It's difficult because the thing is, it's the same for everyone. I saw someone describe this summer as um, well, centre half bingo. This was our entire, this was our entire um, segment a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. wasn't it? Where there's like, what centre halves are there? Oh, look, Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Well, who's not been mentioned with anyone? So I'm just wondering no. if football manager got it wrong. Maybe maybe they have, maybe they have. I mean, Koulibaly is going to be retiring at Napoli, apparently, so he ain't even coming either. So anyway, so next segment, we were, uh, we were thinking of things to come up with, things to talk about on this show of ours. And uh, uh, we put forth a suggestion, uh, a suggestion was put forth around, let's make, because we all, we all love the, 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 the games where we pick an 11 or we pick up the best players from certain positions or eras or times. And uh, obviously over the last... Certainly since the restart, we've focused heavily on the top four because obviously two of our teams we support are in the top four. And let's be honest, Everton are just a non-entity in football these let's days. Less we talk um, about Everton, the better. You know, we know Norwich are down. Uh, you know, there's obviously, we, we, we touch on the relegation battle here and there it as well. It did kind of juice up a little bit though, over the weekend, all the last bout of games. No, no, yeah. Top yeah. four, just because they were picking up points down there. But, you know, it's kind of non-movers. It's all like three points in it. Yeah. Uh, so what we've decided to do, uh, I challenge the guys and myself, obviously, to pick an 11, our best 11 from the bottom half of the table. Now, that is positions 11 to 20 as they currently stand. The time is 43 minutes past seven on Tuesday night. Do you like me to read out the, the teams? I have them here. We can read out the teams. I'll read them in, in order because Everton are 11th. That's how high flying we are at the moment. So Everton, Southampton, Newcastle, Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Villa and then Norwich. Right. Uh, well, how this will go, I'll read out a position and I'll ask you guys to give me some Fair names. Enough. Right. We'll do it that way. And then what we'll do, as with the other times we've played this game, sadly, Florian Albert did not get chosen that one time. Um, we, will, we will just elect the player. Ooh, I like it. Okay. I like so it. We'll have a vote. And that's how we'll do it. So, uh, for goalkeeper, I'm going to put forth my one first. Cool. I've gone for Fabianski. Here, here. Oh, Woods, where are you gone? You know how big I am on Fabianski, man, but... I've got exactly, the, I've got I thought the, it was a given. The Dubravka? Br- Dubravka. Dubr- uh, uh, yes, thank you, at Newcastle, man. Um, his XG versus goals, con- like the actual goals he conceded, is 11.86. And I kind so, of... He's going to bring the stats, isn't he? No, no, see, I know. Genuinely, I did look at Dubravka as well. Yeah, um, thank you for I pronouncing his did. name. I, did, I don't know. How to... <laughs> but it I, was between the um, two. And I thought I've West Ham seen, shit. I've seen Fabianski more. But you've got to remember, West Ham had that fucking clowning goal. They, this oh, season yeah, they at did, times. didn't they? And they Which did, highlighted how good he was or that, how bad Roberto was or both. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Fabianski. <laughs> that guy, mate. Straight away, you start talking about Roberto, mate. He's gone. That's <laughs> oh, incredible. I, <laughs> His little face off that car. But yeah, um, eleven point eight six is kind of his improvement versus XG, and I kind of feel that's that's pretty staggering. Um, but you know, two against. So I, I'm I'm happy to have Fabianski. I, I am. All right, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go Fabianski because I, I, I'm I'm happy with that. Right, Mister Mister Collard, give me your right back. Did you guys struggle with wing backs really, in general? Really hard right back. Left yeah. back, no. not a problem, mate. Left back, easy money. Okay. Well, I went with, I, and this isn't me being biased, I went with Seamus at, at right back. I thought he's been, like, kind of renownedly panned this year. Um, 
He's, n- he's not. Been, he's been your best player since restart. That's he? how he's, oh, okay. he's not been. He's not been shit. He's just not been kind of Seamus Coleman. I still think he's never fully recovered from that leg break. No, I don't. But, know. Um, but maybe this is because how bad Everton are. Any anybody with an, an ounce of energy and, and input into the game kind of looks good. So can I, can I ask more. you? Can I ask you a quick question? Um, for me, with the role that fullbacks play in the modern game, it is very dependent. A fullback is very dependent on who is in front of them to be able to give <laughs> yeah. and go, yes. you know, no communication, etc., etc. Who plays in front of fucking the um, poor? The poor guy has a Wobie or Walker. <laughs> exactly. Oh I feel like when he's trudging through that sea of shit, his 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 head is above water somehow. So yeah, and I, I give you that one. I give you that. One. I did not choose. I did not go choose him myself. It, who did you go for, Mister Woods? Uh, is it Guibert? From Villa, again, based on numbers, they're pretty promising. 3.4 tackles per 90, two assists. I, I don't know this guy, sorry. Neither do I, because I don't watch Aston Villa. So. <laughs> Did he play like just one game? And this is he's he's, played, he's basically, Apparently he's been playing right back all season for him. So. Really? <laughs> wow. I thought it was like, what's his name? Ella Mahandy. Well, he sorry, who in the front fuck are you talking about? Gwim? Gwibert? Who does he play for? Villa. Oh, the uh, the French guy. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh, oh I'm not, I didn't know who you were about now. Yeah, I'm going to go for someone entirely different. I'm going for Tarek Lamptey from Brighton. Oh, see, Lamptey was close, but he's only played three games. Exactly, but he is up and coming, mate. I've enjoyed him since he's been burst. Boy, he's burst onto the yeah, team, mate. Uh, he's played three games. Looks like the best right back in the bottom half of the table. So <laughs> fair. I mean. Um, <laughs> I would say that Seamus is the pioneer, one of the pioneers of that fullback role. I mean, you could say that, um, but format, but that's that's say. like kind of saying Franz Beckenbauer was the pioneer of the centre of like like the the uh, sweeper progressing from the bottom. <laughs> no, there's a position, but I'm not picking him to play today. Well, since we got popular in the Premier League, okay, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've all gone different players. I, I'll, yeah. I'll go Lamptey, mate. Yeah, well, why not? Why not? You know what? games. I worry because obviously he his first game was as uh, he came on against Arsenal and really helped Chelsea uh, sort of win that game at, at Arsenal. Um, and then we had to effectively let him go because of the contract situation and and Reece James was ahead of him and um, Reece has had a difficult time coming back. And then this guy's obviously lighting up for Brighton and it's like, oh shit, what horse? Did we back the right one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess time will tell on that one, won't it? Give us a left back. Uh, Dinier. Yeah. And it Dinier. ain't even close. Yeah, Dinier for me. I mean, there was maybe also rounds like Van Arnholt. Yeah, Van Arnholt yeah. was the other one. Van Arnholt made my bench. Uh, Bertrand, potentially. Diego Rico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2.2 key passes. Talking about stats. Yeah. Rico's got good stats. He has. But I think, look, the thing with Dinier is that he's linked with... A lot of this, some of these players I've judged on the fact that they've linked to go play for better football clubs. And Digne is one of those that's always the club that needs a left back top of half of the team. Uh, they, they're always linked with Digne, so Yeah, Digne, Digne, again, if he had players playing in front of them, maybe isn't Glorious Bernard. Um, may, may look a little bit better. Um, in terms of centre-halves, then, I, I will give you my first choice. Um, it's a player that I've... I, well, I've, I've thought he's very good for quite some time. Uh, Lee is vehemently against my, my, my choice here, I'm sure. But uh, Tompkins, mate. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Shut obvious, up. It's obviously Shut Tompkins. Up James Tompkins. He's a great player. <laughs> Underrated player. I feel like you, you're harsh. He's Palace's second best centre-half after Gary Cahill, mate. Who, who's no, my choice? Oh, he, you've got Cahill. I, 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 I mean, I, between him and Sacco, so I wasn't thinking Tompkins at all. 
Oh, <laughs> what? I, I know you're a massive fan of Tomkins. I, when he's I was not, looking he, at the stats... He's not my, he's not my actual choice. Okay, right. Because I was looking at the stats and Tomkins' name was there. I'm like, oh, I bet Mikey's going to put him in. <laughs> he's a good player. You guys don't see it. No, I've got... Um, yeah, no, I do, I do have uh, Cahill. Gary You've got Cahill, Cahill. In, in mine, yeah. And the I, other guy? I, I, I we all, should we all agree on Cahill for one spot? Yeah. Right? I, I, no? I mean, I've not got Cahill. You've not? No, Cahill was on the shortlist, but I've gone with... Um, Lewis Duncan Nathan Ake so okay. I, I, went, I went Duncan Sacco I went Dunk and huh, Michael Keane <laughs> because he's played well since the, since the restart he, he gets you know. his head on things that's, uh, that's but what no, he does. Like, so Lewis Dunk's for, like unanimous then which yeah is, the dunk, dunk 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 for me is definitely in um, and yeah I suppose I mean uh, I'll take Gary Cale because he made my bench uh, would you take Cale or Ake that's the question we're looking at here Cahill's had a really good season, but Nathan, again, I'll go back to what I said about Digne. Ake's been linked with going to Man City. And the eye test, though, when I watch him, I'm not... I mean, maybe it doesn't help being in a poor Bournemouth I mean, it's, team, a, but, it's an absolutely mm. dreadful defence at Bournemouth. Um, that certainly won't help. Um, his, his numbers in terms of aerial attack, pretty good um, amongst players, his peers, and passing... I, it's the modern game. Eight point. It's eighty-eight percent pass completion, which is sort of. And I know that centre halves always have mega high completion rates because it tends to be here's a pass to the fullback, here's a pass to the goalkeeper. But I feel it's a kind of an important stats. I, I could be swayed on Cahill this season. I think Cahill. I could be excellent. swayed on Ake. To be to be fair, I'm I'm easy with either. Let me have a mix of both. KK. <laughs> Exactly. KK. We can't do that. That completely goes against the the, the, the integrity of the game. I'm happy to to, to drop this. I, I will say I will say Ake ahead of Cahill on the purpose that I think Dunk would take the Cahill role, and I think you'd be ending up with. Yeah, I think you'd need Ake. Ake's got a bit more um, speed about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm happy with Ake. Okay, right now we move into that glorious uh, central midfield position. Um, now <laughs> there's uh, there's so many players in those wing positions that you could choose. The central midfield I did find to be somewhat difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. Dearth of talent. What formation are you playing? 4-3-3. Yeah, that's just, this the 4-3-3 for me okay, as well. Okay, I'm playing 4-1-5-4-1. Oh, fuck. 4-1-4-1. Well, 4-2-3-1 is the... Have formation. a look at actually what formation he's got because Lee is a liability for this. 4-1-4-1. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, um, so he has actually got players in actual positions. Or 4-1-4-1. Or four, one, four, no, three, one, one. <laughs> um, well, look, I, I will say the first, I will just say a same midfield. Let's see if we yeah, okay. can agree on it, right? I don't like him particularly, but I've, he was the only player I could find in the bottom half of the table that plays as a defensive midfielder that's actually half decent. Uh, Declan Rice. It's Declan Rice is the first yes. time I've got here, mate. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's really good. He is actually really good. I know it's a difficult one because you look at him and go, how can a guy that looks like that... Because he looks like someone that hasn't got a clue what's going on, but when I've watched him, he is excellent. He is excellent. Uh, I will say, for the, he's been absolute gubbins a lot of the season, but he's, since the restart, I think he's been a lot better. I, I, earlier on this season, mate, I was calling him out and saying, this guy is showing nothing. He's dropped in value, in my opinion. Um, 
I think um, I do, I, and it's one of those funny things. I think recent reports linking him to uh, Chelsea, for example, I think that has actually given him a little bit of spring in his step a little bit. It seems Chelsea. like he's playing with impetus there. He's, he's being like, I'm out of here, guys. And I don't blame him either because who, who wants to be Mark Noble? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. Um, Mr. Collard, give me another midfielder. Um, I'm going to go, I'll start out wide. I'll go well, with central midfielder, Lee. That's central midfielder. Okay, uh, Grealish. <laughs> I have put Grealish in centre midfield. I know, I know he's played his best football at left wing, but I've got another. I've got, I've got a left winger. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like Grealish has to come inside, and he has played centrally this season at times. I'm happy with Grealish. I've got him in there as well. Um, I do also have. Uh, I. It's a shame he's been garbage most of the season. I did Andre Gomez. Just because I think if you're taking it at face oh, value, yeah. I think he's a really good central midfielder. Yeah, if sorry, he has yeah. players around him, I think he's been heavily hamstrung by the fact that he's been playing with Tom Davies. He'd work well in this team. I think if yeah. you had Rice, Grealish and uh, Andre Gomez together, I think that's quite a good central I think that would work quite well because... Gomez worked really well when we had um, Idrissa Gay playing next to him because it allowed him to... Basically, he did all the dog work and then allowed him just to do his stuff. At the moment, he's having to try and do the dog work and it's not part of his game. And also, I'm not convinced that he's fully recovered or mentally he's all there. It was a a significant injury, mate. So... Yeah. You Um, know what? I will will say that. McGinn was the other one I had in, actually. Um... Because, I mean, he's been playing centre midfield for Villa. His numbers are pretty good. But that's all pre-Christmas. He's, since he, I mean, he's not returned really from that injury. So I'm, I'm happy to have Andre Gomez in there. I think that better balances with Rice and, and Grealish if you were to put a team together. That's right, yeah. I mean, my other central midfielder is, I had Brooks, who's also Brooksy, just come back yeah. from injury. Yeah, Brooks is enough one I had down. Brooks, he was there. I had him, I had him down. So we'll be saying Grealish, Gomez and Rice? I think so. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm playing different formations, so I'll see where my players are going to see, fit. See, see, Lee, like I, I got to understand, like how many wide players you got on the pitch. Well, if you're count, are you counting Grealish as a wide player, or uh, no, I'll allow centre midfield. Uh, I've only got two then. Oh, only two. I, oh, well, let's pick the wide players. Okay. Who have we got? Richarlison. Sure. Mm. No, I didn't go for Richarlison. I, oh. I would have had him down the middle, and he, I, I put Brooks ahead of him. Um, I had Zaha. Right, So, because it came down to Zaha or Richarlison, and I think Zaha's had a tricky season. Um, and I think Richarlison... Which you can't blame him for, because he doesn't, he doesn't want to be there. He put <laughs> no, because he wanted to be playing funny enough at Everton. That's, um, I, Richarlison has been so key to Everton, and I know that he's played more predominantly through the middle, but um, 12 goals, 3 assists. That's, I mean, it's really impressive. Without him, um, it would have been... Yeah, not a good season. Um, that that's one transfer that has paid off big time for Everton. That fifty million. Thirty-five. <laughs> to be fair, he sings his own song and he does sing fifty million. So maybe there you I go. Accept it's fifty million. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Who will know better, right? Um, yeah, I have I have uh, Zaha in there Ooh. as well, but I've also so what wing is Zaha playing on? I've got him out on the left. He'd be playing left, I think. Where does Saint Maxima play? He plays on the right. On the right, and I have got Saint Maxima because I and so, I, so have I. No, I, I Saint Maxima's in. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> I was like, I, I am going to fucking fight <laughs> for him. I can't believe he's only twenty three years old. Yeah, man. Oh, he is, is an absolute. I mean, you kind of they're, they're sell on value there for Newcastle. They're going to be happy. I saw someone bought, looked at him, and signed someone else, and it was 
insane to think that they did that now, and I can't think who it was. But, um, you know, his output in terms of goals and assists haven't been exceptional, but he plays in a team that just doesn't score goals. Um, 4.6 dribbles a game, though, is like, that's mega. I think the thing it's who with, you pay money to watch, though. You watch someone like oh, him because he's so entertaining. The thing with, um, I think, both Zaha and um, Sir Maxima is that they don't have strikers to play with. Yeah. So they are expected to do it on their own. And I think Zaha has been, been trying to do it on his own for quite some time now. And I think as soon as you're rightly, as soon as he kind of loses it, gets a bit fed up with it, all of a sudden he can't be Superman every fucking week anymore. No. Um, and I think St. Maxima, he's shown it in flashes this season, but again, he doesn't have a fucking striker to play with. He's literally... I'd say he's in a worse situation than what Zaha is. Absolutely. I mean, B unit is, is in form now, so... Bang in form, But no, you are right. He was actually looking a bit half-decent and Zaha was actually starting to play off and where's your yeah. right with St. Maxima? He's just got nothing. He's got, what, a Dwight Gale? Or... Joe Linton. <laughs> Joe Linton, Joe exactly. Great player. Um, so, are we going St. Maxima on the right and then on the left... Ooh. Now, I, I, just as I also ran, I did also consider Buendia for the right. Buendia, right yeah, he was on the shortlist, um, but like he ain't getting in ahead of some maximum. So I, 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 I determined to get him. In. I also thought of Decore as well because I'm just thinking of some defensive shield. Yeah, I didn't even contemplate but, um, him to be honest. The um, it's out of Zaha or probably Brooks for me. For okay, so you t- you're taking Richarlison out. Uh, oh, Richarlison. What did we say? See, I've got. I got. I had it between Brooks and Richarlison as my final choice, but maybe Richarlison playing through the middle behind my striker. Oh, okay. So you've got some. So I, I have Richarlison as a striker. I'm not like you. Ah, right. Because I've got Danny Ings as the obvious striker because his goal output has been mega. No, no. So, so I have. Um, oh no, because we're playing a different formation now, aren't we? So we're basically we've got. I'm trying to work this out. We have right Fabianski, Dinya, Lamptey, Dunk, Ake, Gomez, Grealish, and Rice. St. Maxima, oh, missing spot, that, missing spot, and then striker. Yes. Who is Ings. Yeah. Who's it, obviously Ings. It's not Allaire. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> I think it's Richarlison then. Yeah, I, I'd, go, I'd be happy to go with Richarlison. I think on this season's form, Zaha is still an excellent player, and I think that if he gets the move to somewhere more interesting, we'll see. I mean, he's shown it in, in spurts. He looks frustrated all the time, though. Yeah. You know, he looks like a player that's fucking miserable. Danny Ings is incredible, though, when you look at his numbers. So his XG is, I think it's, what, 13? Is it 13.3, I think it was, and his goals are 19. That tells you that he's not getting plenty of gift wrap chances. He's scoring more than he should be, and that's what he you want. He's scored 40-odd percent of Southampton's goals, yeah. hasn't he? He's been excellent for them. Um, and he's also, an it's incredible the, signing. And it's the additional thing that comes with Ings is that he's obviously a pressing forward as well and yeah. it did show last night because he was the one that picked Pogba's pocket for the opener yep. um, intelligent player good finisher Still, he's still relatively young as well um, he obviously had his move to Liverpool it didn't work out it does seem that Klopp recognised there was a talented player yeah, there they say Klopp liked him yeah but obviously with Liverpool very much playing the FFP game um they they had to balance the books with the signings that they were making and he didn't quite make the grade there. I'm, I'm sure he'd have him over um, Origi. So who's the manager of this team? Um, Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Oh, no. Kieran wouldn't have him. Kieran but. wouldn't have him, but <laughs> I'm having Carlo. <laughs> I don't know who else is on there. Um, Got to chuck in and maybe think about something progressive. Graham Potter, young, like him. <laughs> we, 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 we love Brighton. You say Graham Potter... <laughs> 
<laughs> Mikey's face. <laughs> no. I'd rather have fucking house noodle. Yeah, house noodle. Mate, but we, we, we've been discussing how budget he looks, mate. He does look very budget. With his grey trackies and his cat mate. I'm, he's I'm, a I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. He, he, was, he, he, he contemplated the touchline run, didn't he? He, he contemplated and then realised that's fucking ridiculous in an empty stadium. In, term, in terms of style and the way we're playing and the way we probably want to play, we probably want to go more Hasenhut yeah. than Ancelotti. Yes, uh, what I was going to say, what, for these famous Ancelotti tactics, which <laughs> so far look dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's been drinking the, the Kieran Kool-Aid, mate. He's, he's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, we'll go, we'll go Hasenhut. Genuinely, I've been using my eyes and watching this Everton team. <laughs> Fuck me. Dude, if, you, if this... Well, this is the thing. We, we've got to work out whether it's Ancelotti that's the issue in terms of his tactics well, or if it's the players that just literally just don't have it in them. Well, you saw, you saw Coleman's post-match interview, right? And Ancelotti's Bruce, as well. What did Ancelotti say? He right? came out and said that. it was unacceptable. Which it was unacceptable. Then he's, uh, uh, he something, didn't sugarcoat it at all. Something is rotten in there somewhere. Uh, I believe it's the fashion sense of Calvert-Lewin and Davies. <laughs> both, t- both players, uh, oh, they're young, they're English. Neither of them are good enough. I I'm not I'm not happy to lump Calvert Lewin in there, but Tom Davies all day I can I think Calvert Lewin's shit. I, I think he works hard, he's a willing runner, but if you have any aspirations of being being a top side, getting into Europe, he's not a first choice. Oh, yeah. yeah, squad player, fine. That's what I'm saying, but, that's what I'm saying. It's hard, horrible I think you know it's not right to put him in the bracket that he's shit. I don't think he's shit. He's not he's yeah, he's not gonna be an elite striker. He's been at all. shit since the restart. He has. Fuck me. But he was very good before it. Hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll have different definitions of very good. <laughs> Fine. Um, he, he was putting the ball away um, before mm. lockdown mm. anyway so we've got our team then yeah well there's the maybe team maybe we'll put up on Twitter yeah where do we think that team would finish probably ahead of Arsenal 10th <laughs> mate I'll tell you what they would be mate it would be an entertaining team really entertaining mate St Maximo and Grealish having fun that'd I mean, be good defence is a bit dodge but I don't know that. I don't know I kind of feel like there's some of those defenders in there they're certainly better than what Chelsea have <laughs> would, would I take this back four over our back four that's a question and uh, including the goalkeeper absolutely I reckon if you took that back five and put them into Chelsea's team they're probably already third <laughs> certainly right. a better left back time for some predictions Ooh. let's whiz for him for Woods' sake right Tuesday the 14th of July, that is today, of course, yesterday when you're listening to this show though, boys and girls, we have Chelsea versus Norwich, Sky Sports, eight, quarter past eight. So literally right now. Literally right yep. now. It's this, yeah. Um, it's a must win. It's as simple yeah, as that. It has to be Chelsea. Chelsea for me. I mean, Norwich got relegated, didn't they? So they literally have nothing to play for Which now. Which is always a danger, especially with Chelsea's defence, like... I feel though with Norwich though the danger is is that they will just literally the danger is they have no danger no the danger is they just literally go oh we're just going to try and play attacking football then and they and just then get just, ripped apart yeah that, that, this is yeah. it um, if you've got any money spare uh, after putting it all on walls I'd get on Pookie as well because Chelsea are still charity FC every player that's bang out of form seems to be scoring goals against them so um so, uh, yeah, uh, with them on Wednesday at six o'clock, we've got Burnley hosting Wolves. This is on BBC Sport. BBC Sport. Six Draw. o'clock kickoff. Well, given my predictions, obviously, I have to go for a win. You do. Um, I'm going to go for a draw. 
I just think that Burnley are hard to score against. And you're going Wolves? And if your tactic is putting it in the air against the goalkeeper, that's a giant, and those two centre-halves, I think it's going to be a difficult outing for, for Wolves. Uh, then we have at six o'clock also Manchester City versus AFC. They are Bournemouth. going to tear this lot a fucking Sky new Sports. arsehole, mate. The problem is, dude, Pep Roulette. Oh. Who the fuck is he playing? Who knows who he's going to play? It doesn't matter, though. They're, they're playing a system. That all For fantasy <laughs> football purposes, it matters a great deal, my friend. But it does, because I've picked. Aguero's injured, so Hayes is going to have to, right? That's why I've subbed Hayes. That's why I brought Hayes into my team. It's poor. 8 0. Uh, yeah, that Wigan game against wow. Hull only finished eight 0 Only. <laughs> well, there were seven up after. I know, but a lot more. Um, we'll, we'll get to I was one thinking of the losers. They could, I thought they could be my winners. C- City then... were a slam dunk for winners until this scoreline, mate. <laughs> I'm so happy because I, I read the story about Wigan. Um, I watched a few videos, and it's I'm fucking fuming that what's happened there, mate. Um, so happy. Well, for Kieran them. brought up, didn't he? he, he did. Up, I he? didn't realise this. Uh, incredible. So, uh, so yeah, we're all going to go for Man City? Yes. yes. Then we've got uh, Newcastle hosting Spurs. This is on BT Sport at 6 o'clock. Draw. Draw, yeah. Uh, Spurs obviously coming off a big win at the weekend, but a win that really they had handed to them by Arsenal's inadequacies. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I think it's, this smells like a boring draw. Although there'll be some highlights in there because Sam Maximum will be playing. <laughs> and quarter past eight, Arsenal-Liverpool. This is on Sky Sports. You're speaking of roulettes. Liverpool, they're starting to rotate a little bit now, dropping the full-backs. Dropping points as well. Mm. I don't know what... One. Yeah, it's difficult because Arsenal... Arsenal are a difficult team to get a read on as well because at times they play fine and then they'll make mistakes and it'll cost them games. Um, Whilst Mustafi and David Luiz continue to be a centre-back I mean, the three of them. Oh, God, you. The three of them together, it's a car wreck. And um, I would say it's a big game for Arsenal because they really do need to finish in the Europa positions. Um, I know a lot of Arsenal fans are like, eh, finish outside of it, it'll be fine. You know, when Chelsea did it, they went and won the league. Difference is Chelsea have a billionaire owner uh, who likes to spend money. Um, Arsenal need the 30 plus million that you get for playing in the Europa League. Uh, so they can actually go and improve the squad. Um, it, I can't pick against Liverpool. Just no, can't. Same. same. Then on Thursday, six o'clock, Everton, Aston Villa. Sky Sports. Yeah, I worry. Um, Villa. Villa got something to play for. Obviously. They've got something to play for because they are back in the fight. The only, the only the only wishful thinking that I have from my perspective is that Ancelotti and Coleman, given it you know the right actors, maybe might kick some players into gear a little bit. Maybe, but I, I don't hold much hope. I think this is a draw. Uh, no, I'm going Villa. Then we've got Leicester, Sheffield United, six o'clock Sky Sports. Draw. I'm going to take Sheffield United. I'm going to take Sheffield United as well. Then Palace, Man United. This is at quarter past eight, BT Sport. I'll take United. United. I'll take United as well. Southampton, Brighton, quarter past eight. This is also on BT Sport. I'm going Southampton. Yeah, I'll take a Southampton. Southampton are the better football team. Um, I just wonder, big game, Old Trafford on Monday... Quick turnaround, isn't it? Three days. 
Yeah. This is the problem as well with the system that Southampton play. There's a, a lot of energy play it for like 10, 15, 20 minute spurts and then that's it. And then they're cooked for a little while. So whilst they do look good, I mean, they look brilliant against Everton, brilliant against City, decent against, well, brilliant against City at times, decent against United at times. Yeah, the, the energy, I can't see him keeping it up. I'll, I'll, Brighton. It is Brighton. Wow. It is because it's Brighton. Um, no, I'm going, no, I'm going Southampton because oh, right. it's Brighton. I thought you were going Brighton for the first time this no, season. Oh, Brighton are on yeah. Neil Poir, right? <laughs> I, can't, I, say, I can't break a habit of a lifetime. Lee, who are you going for? I'll take Southampton. Okay, all that for fucking time. <laughs> Southampton. What do you tell us about another Hungarian player? We've got a million the, fucking games coming the through. Thing, so the thing with Southampton is they've got the goal scorer, so I'll take Southampton. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Friday, 8 o'clock, West Ham, Watford. Ooh. Sky Sports. Ooh. I'll take West Ham. That's got relegation six point written all over that one, right? Draw for me. Yeah, draw. And you're taking West Ham? I'll take a West Ham. Okay. Then we've got Saturday past five, Norwich versus Burnley. That's Sky Sports. Burnley. Burnley? Uh, yeah, Burnley. Uh, then Sunday uh, at two o'clock, we've got Bournemouth versus Southampton. That's on BT Sport. I'm going Southampton again. Yeah, Southampton. Bournemouth. Ooh. I think that I'm looking at these and that, that feels to me like culmination of games, short amount of time. Bournemouth need a win. Uh, now to two other teams that need a win. Spurs, Leicester, four o'clock. Uh, that is also that is on Sky Sports. If I could predict draw for everything Tottenham doing from now on, whilst they have Mourinho, I probably will. So it's a draw. I'm taking Spurs. Spurs. That is the death nail of Leicester's season. Oh, oh, oh God. Um, then we have Brighton Newcastle on Monday evening at six o'clock. This is on Sky Sports. Brighton. Long way to travel. Mm, Newcastle. No, I take Brighton. Because I'm guessing they have to travel down during the day, right? Newcastle. Cause, uh, and think of all the amusing times they'll have on I mean, some Maximum on the bus. Maybe. It'd be great. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 I wonder if they'll roll it back to Ginola style, where basically he'll have a cigarette on there and they're all eating fish and chips or something. Like that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, now we're heading all the way to Amazon Prime. For another Everton game. I'll tell you what, mate. You kind of like think about how the Premier League see Everton. The fact that you're not, you're not basically, let's, let's put it into kind of epsilons, right? I think Sky, if you're on Sky, it's kind of top level, right? And then you've got BT. And then you kind of like get a couple of, you are tucked away in an area where no one can fucking find you. Which is for the best, for the best, <laughs> trust me. Everton is continually Everton shoved on Amazon Prime because like, Cause no one wants to see this. Um, Oh, Sheffield United, mate. Yep. Yeah. Pains me to say it. Sheffield United for me, Sam. Yeah, Sam said it pains me to say it. And you as well, Oh, yeah, Sheffield, yeah. Then we've got, last but not least, uh, quarter past eight, Wolves host Crystal Palace. And that game is on BT Sport. Wolves. And I will go for Wolves. Wolves. A couple of interesting other games, obviously, this weekend. Oh, what, the FA Cup? Yes. We all care about the FA Cup, do we? Uh, I mean, you will, because United will beat Chelsea at the weekend, um, and Ars- uh, Arsenal will we, lose. We've we beaten you, what, three times this year? Yeah. 
I'm. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there, right? You have Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, Bruno Fernandez, and Paul Pogba. All love a dig, right? They love a dig. We've got Kepper Arifa Balaga, who has tiny arms. Uh, Manchester United are beating us again because we haven't got a fucking goalkeeper. I reckon Chelsea will have 68% possession. Wow. Probably more, more shots on goal. Lose the game 2-0. Okay, I'm not going to make a prediction because I'm not a fool. <laughs> uh, and Arsenal are going to get a spanking because Pep loves a cup. This, 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 you know, like Pep probably looks at this trophy and goes, I want that. I need that in my life. And then it sets up a Manchester Derby cup final. And I... Uh, it's such a shame that we're going to have a Manchester Derby Cup final with no fans. Mm, that is. Because it'll be a good game as well. Oh, it would be. Because United are fun going forward and City are shaky at the back and equal the other way. It could be an excellent football match. Give me a winner, Lee. Um, Arsenal fan TV. I'll just, I think that as long as Arsenal continue to lose, whenever they lose, Arsenal fan TV will be my winner. I, I fucking love watching that show. It's it's fantastic. Um, watching the meltdown yesterday uh, when was it when it went one all? Oh, it was troops, it. mate. It was troops. Troops, troops. Because no, DT as well, mate. DT as well. This little kick, but it was troops. What made it? Because <laughs> troops was obviously on a tirade because people had been questioning Lacazette. Don't you question my striker? No, Don't tro- you troops was on. Troops was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Mate, did you see his eyes, mate, when he was just staring in the he camera, was, mate? The sweat as well. The, the pupils, mate. He was literally drooling. Right? And then he kind of like, you can see he's sitting down. He's like, still going on. Still, and you can see they're watching this unfold. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. Glorious. His chef was puffed out, puffed out. And then you see it deflate slowly when he realised what happened. You could see it as and well. And then, mate, with, with DT, though, and the... Uh, and the little kick out, little I loved kick. it. Love a little kick. Have you seen the video, the meme going around where he does the kick and it goes into Michael Jackson? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> the, these guys deserve the money they get, by the way. All right. Because I don't want to hear no bad things about these guys because they earn their money. Because do they play up a character? I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe this is literally who they are when they go home. Um, I do think it was brilliant because obviously they've put these chairs down, haven't they? And they've kind of please sit in your chair and Troops was standing up probably because like you, you said he was off his nut um, Robbie's just like can you sit down and Troops is just like just not having none of it and then the winner comes and obviously he's uh, not happy not happy again um, wonderful stuff I heard a rumour that Ty is 44 Ty bless him um, why, why is he dressed like a like a 16 year old I think I think Ty, Ty, Ty's not Ty's not all there, right? I think that's fair to say. Um, he's, 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 he's a sweet guy. Again, like, look. I really like Ty. He's a nice little guy. It, yeah, I, I liked his little tirade against Mopé. You cheat. I really enjoyed it because I found it very endearing. Like, it's just little things that he does. I just... Look, is he, has he got ever got a good point? No. Do I care? No. It's what makes it, right? And the thing with it... I'll tell you what, mate. The thing that really gets me is that when you look back at Claude, when this all started, thin oh, well, mate, hair, we have done health. Mate, the belly the, on, on oh whenever God. it was the other day, mate, the belly was just sticking out. Mate, the when top was people, far too small for him. Apparently, he has a health condition. I, I mean, it, I was going to that say, that explains when people say this club will be the death of me. <laughs> that's what they mean. 
Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Woods, give me a winner. Uh, Wigan. It was going to be Man City. Um, but, like, I, I read after Kieran mentioned last week the story about um, Wigan getting done dirty by the Football League. And fuck the Football League. You know, fuck the Football League for allowing that to happen. Fuck them. Especially the Chief. Um, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Um, the fact that they just rolled up and. Um, Smashed someone 8-0. Um, yeah, it's made my even. That's wonderful stuff. And they're going to basically get 12 points clear of that drop. So they can basically give them that penalty and they're still not going down. Love it. Should be getting double figures, I think, though. Maybe I'll make them my loser. This happens, to, this happens to a football manager every time. You go yeah, up absolutely. to like a hot 6-0, 7-0 start and you think, hello, double figures, and it ends like 8-0. And it's like, oh, great. Cheers, you pricks. That's frustrating. Um, right. Uh, my winner of the week is Anthony Marshall. Um, it was a cracking goal very good goal and it was great he did really well for the build up for Rashford's goal as well um, he's uh, proving that he can be a centre forward he is he's he showing is. glimpses of it at the beginning of the season as well then he, he kind was of good. tailed off got hurt injured for a large part mm. of it um, I mean he's yeah. the, he's the one player I mean I said he was he, he seemed the one player out of that front line that had a big question mark against him I don't think that's no longer the case I, dude I tweeted at the weekend if um if Sancho comes in, the player that I'm taking out is Rashford. In current form. I think that's fair. And I think Rashford probably would agree, to be fair. He's a, he's a level enough head on those shoulders that he'd probably appreciate that his form's not been good enough. Um, Give me a loser, Woods. Oh, um, you know what? <laughs> Frank Lampard. Um, that was a humbling on Saturday. Yeah. And I, I know you one could... Of your, one of your own. <laughs> the greatest you, of all time no? you, you could, yeah. he's our greatest ever player yes um, you could pick out any one of those performances from those players and it is completely inadequate um, Jorginho who we praised literally last week for his performance and his cameo against Pass garbage beyond garbage um, like he was fucking dreadful it's, it's like am I seeing the same player like when he came on the other day he was so bright it was yeah. like, oh, this, is, this is good this is nice I love what he's doing and he just kind of went back to being Jorginho again yeah it was incredible um, everything that could go wrong did but I do feel that Frank and his selection got it wrong um, so Sheffield United played a, a high press game and I think he was kind of left Jorginho somewhat on an island and left the back line without really any support. There were some dreadful performances in there, no doubt. But I, I just can't see how you can... I, him not playing Giroud baffled me. And I could only assume that he wanted to give Giroud a rest with so many minutes being played because Tammy, God, like where has that form gone? Um been transferred into into Solanke somehow. <laughs> yeah, so Solanke's <laughs> obviously banging goals for us, which is uh, via Bournemouth, obviously, which is which is excellent. But yeah, I think Frank got it wrong, and you can only say I'll learn from this so many times before people go. But you said that the last time this happened, these players defended a lot better under the last couple of managers. That's all I'm saying here. They did, um, but equally, those last couple of managers played a sterile defensive drab at, like, approach to that's football. fine that's, that's absolutely fine but what Jurgen Klopp found out in England is that because in Liverpool of three years ago were a far more entertaining team to watch than the Liverpool now yeah, yeah. you can't do that to win titles oh no and, and I think that Frank's end. got to find this right but the, the, Frank Lampard has to do this because I, so I was reading about this if you look back at Derby same types of goals were being conceded yeah. under Lampard 
there's yeah. a deficiency there somewhere and it, the the best managers the ones that really want to be something hire the best people around them um ferguson did that throughout his career where he'd hire Carlos Quirosh and people like that to come in and you like nearly to help him out in certain aspects oh, right. of the game, etc. Guardiola does something similar. Um, Is he missing a trick then by having not taking a John Terry? Think- Is he missing a trick by having Jody fucking Morris? <laughs> the thing, yeah. If you want a defensive coach, the the problem is with bringing John Terry in. I think you have a power struggle. Two big egos, yeah. Yeah, you remember like when Liverpool kind of had Evans and then brought in Julio. It would be. I'm not like. It would be. It would be sickening if if it were John Terry and Lampard were there. Dude, for as an opposition fan, it'd be sickening. It would be like us having skulls and gigs. It would be nauseating. You know what I mean? It would it's be bad a bit enough worse. for Solskjaer if his number two was fucking. If his number two was Philip Neville, <laughs> like we did have at one point. Fuck me. And we have Michael Carrick. Better you have Carrick. That's fair, but he doesn't say anything, and he's you know not very not very not very visible guy. But yeah, I kind of feel that. Frank has got to... I mean, Frank's been given a, a free reign. I said this at the start of the season. This this year was ultimately a gimme. It was defined who your players are. And I think that Frank probably has looked at these players. And I'm imagining there's big black marks against quite a few of them. And the, right? thing with, the, thing, the thing of it is as well is that like Frank will know, as with every other manager that needs a new defence, that everyone wants a new defence. So they, he has to give his players as much chance, as many chances as, he can, as, he, as, he, as the club can afford for them to get it right. Um, Absolutely. There's, uh, there's only so much coaching you can do on some players. There as, is, uh, there is. You know, as uh, Arteta's finding out. Yes, mm. yes, absolutely. Um, Mr. Collard. Actually, no, I'll say mine next because you went, yeah, we'll do, I'm going to go now. Sure. Um, my loser of the week are the people that sit in the fucking box and, uh, and judge the VAR decisions. <laughs> Four big decisions wrong. Uh, appeals for a penalty for Man City for a foul on David Silva in their 3-1 win at Bournemouth should have been given a foul on West Ham striker Sebastian Haller, Haller um, in their win against Norwich City should have resulted in the penalty Thierry Mons should have been sent off for his foul on Bournemouth Callum Wilson on the same day oh, this is back in August I'm reading out the wrong ones completely these, I was, was going to say I remember yeah, these I but I remember thinking, from a time ago I, I copied the ones I typed in VAR because I know there was four and these ones just came up so I just started blindly reading them Essentially, there's been four bad decisions recently. I think more considering... Kane, non-penalty. The Fernandez penalty. Yeah, yep. Oh, Wild ones was there. There's another penalty one in there as well, I thought. I mean, you can throw in the... Um, I they, thought, got the they got the Grealish one right, didn't they? They didn't give yeah, a they penalty. Did. It was the they didn't book him either, right. though, did they? Sorry? They didn't book him either with Grealish. No, but I don't think... It was, oh, I don't I know where you stand with... Dive. Yeah. I can't remember what that was. We had, we had that was the midweek games, wasn't night. it? That was the midweek games. For some reason, you type in VAR mistakes or VAR and everything is from 2019. <laughs> it's like they are, they are completely erasing this from, from the internet. This is very strange. I'm trying in to... any event, we can all agree that VAR, the implementation of it is fucking garbage. Just let the referee go and view it on the screen. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Go and let the referee do it because these fucking morons in the box, mate, what Stockley Park, whoever it is, idiots. A lot of them. The thing is, though, aren't they referees? Yeah. There's a referee that ref- referees. Yeah. And they're idiots. But then they're, they're a referee next week on the pitch. But they're idiots. <laughs> yeah. no, you're you're right, for. but I, I, I agree with Mike. I don't understand how you're not letting the referees right, ref the okay. game. I've, I've found it now. I've, I've found it now after much hunting down. Um, essentially, it was decisions in the... 
Uh, basically, United Spurs, Southampton, and you know, the United Spurs and Southampton were all awarded the wrong VAR decisions. Southampton, I can't remember the Southampton one, but I, I know the United one. Um, and for what it's worth, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. United would have rolled up on Villa anyway. Michael Oliver was responsible for two of them, apparently. Oh, there was a, there was a debatable one, weren't there, for Ings and Maguire? It's just a nonsense, basically. It's a fucking nonsense. And, uh, you know, we, we spent most of the season bitching about VAR, rightfully so. Um, and it's just, I hope there's, they change something. I hope they change something next year. Do you Obviously, think they will? Well, the handball law is being changed, right? Because that's the attacking the, one, right? Because we had the one on the fucking shoulder, which was ridiculous. The handball law, as it changed, that if it touches a, an attacker's hand, it's a free kick. If it ends up going in the net, um, mm. was always a flawed one, to be honest. Because there's so, so many, many, there's so there's, many flawed ones. Um, Mr. Collard, give me, give me a loser. Um, Tom Davies, I think I've already touched upon it, haven't I? He, Piling I mean, on at this point. You could, you could, it could be any any one of them, to be fair. They were all pretty shy, um, but he was the worst of the lot. Um, what can you say about it? You know, if he's not standing in New York with his fucking dressing gown on, he's standing on a football pitch pretending to be a footballer. He's he's just beyond awful. The fact that, you know, he's a, a local lad, I think, gives him a lot of leeway into oh, even being considered as a... Premier League player because he, he's not he's far off it he, I, I generally don't know what he does the pass at the end the, part, the pass at the end that's the thing you can't, you can't really pass the ball well anyway he's got one of those horrible techniques as well when he kicks the ball it, he kicks underneath it so it's, he's wedging it so it just goes like, you know, like a lofter there's no, there's no element of like you know, technique or drilling the ball or physio anything like that he hasn't got it in his locker he can't run he literally got I think I can't remember who I think it was Johnny or maybe uh, Diego Jota com- completely done him for, for one of the goals like he, he was just yeah he looked like he was trying to run and yeah. he literally was running running, running in treacle mate um, just yeah just, just Tom Davies well there we go on that bombshell Tom Davies get out of his club yeah <laughs> get out of my club I like that that was nice More he's fun. one of several though really for, for it really Everton. is I mean Sigerson is definitely he was a close contender for like wanting yeah. to basically we've had him Gomez and Davies playing in the middle of the park oh, all very similar he's actually meant to be a passer of the ball but he doesn't actually pass it all he does is point he points to the player with the ball instead of giving an option he goes no you go and play it over there he does it every fucking game and when he does get the ball he just gives it back to the player that gave it to him he's fucking shite cowardly mm. he, he basically doesn't want to be there no. Well, Angelotti is meant to be the the master motivator. <laughs> yeah, he's got a. Well, I, th- I think he's he's come to realization that they, that's why he came out afterwards. Uh, you know, after the game, after the Wolves game, and just said, you know, that, that, that's unacceptable. It's just fucking awful. Because well, it was, it was shite. Look, we've been doing this for an hour and twenty now. Yeah, what, and this, I'm sure which wants to watch that no, game. So I've got it on the iPad. That's why I keep looking <laughs> away. It's, it's it's not being a good start. I'll tell you that. We, we it, nil nil. Um, but God. The passing, so sloppy, so very, very sloppy. It's amazing how professional football is. All they need to do is pass the ball. It's it's, amazing, it, it? You'd think they'd be better at it, bearing in mind it's their job. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. But on that note, we are going to bid you adieu. Now, Harry Lee is, is going to be here for next week's show, right? I thought he wasn't going to be because he's obviously going to go and see the missus again, but he's, he's timed his, 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 his week off. To coordinate so they can come back for the next well, show. What a man. I, vow, I, I vowed never to miss another pod again for the rest of the season. So okay. yeah, I just said I'll come back on the Monday. So. I love it, Lee. Dedication. What a man.
after no. being questioned for his dedication on previous pods. Yeah, we'll see about that when it comes to you buying a microphone. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's right, good. Well, I know. Say something Spanish, Michael. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias. Adios, amigos. Hasta luego. Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino Coincidence? I think not Everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.